sir, yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, it's, it's been a minute. Uh, I think I think last time we recorded, it was like game three of the NBA Finals. Well, that ended quickly. <laughs> man, we were um, too quick. Yeah. <laughs> Denver just—I don't know—they too much to handle. Miami, um, the 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 strikes, the clock struck midnight on Miami. Um, Jimmy Butler definitely ran out of gas in Game Five after he scored like I think like thirteen straight points or something. Um, Joe, the Joker, rightfully so, won MVP. Um, I need the. Let me ask you this: Do you think the Joker is is top twenty all time for for centers? No, I've so I've heard two things. One, um, he for centers he he's the most dominant center of all time, which I think is a joke. And then I've heard some people argue putting him in the top twenty of. Players all time. No, what he did this playoffs was amazing. Now I'm not gonna take that away from him. Um, being the most dominant, no, no, we we know who the most dominant center is of all time. Um, yeah, I I will put him top twenty of centers because like it it really isn't. It really he's special. I mean, would you put him over Patrick Ewing? In his career? Mm, I need to see a little bit more. I don't know. I'll put him over Ewing. I know that sounds crazy, I'm, but I definitely I'm put trying, him over Ewing. I'm trying to think. Like, Shaq, no. Yeah, he's not no, He's not over Shaq. Uh, no, he's he's not even like, over Will. Akeem and Dream, no. Kareem, I do no. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, he's not even. Yeah, I mean, I would put him over. I would put him over Ewing, for sure. Mm. And I love Patrick Ewing, mm. man. It's just, I mean, I, his talents, man. Are but like I said, he's playing in a different era. And yeah, I just, you'll be <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just need the the hype train to to slow down a bit. Um, not I mean, he's averaged a triple double. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, what is he? Twenty eight. Let's, let's see. Let's let's see what he does over the next three years. Now, see, I was thinking the same thing too, but he easily could have been the back to back to back MVP. Like he. He's, I think he might be – he's better than Embiid. Embiid can't stay healthy. This man is playing damn near every game. Like, that's that's insane for me, man. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit overreaction um, to call him the most dominant center power for what have you of all time. I mean, even at the power forward position, I think Tim Duncan – has a has a 
better case to be called the most dominant power forward of all time. Mm, you know, that's really tough right there. Ooh, that's really tough. I don't know, man. That's crazy. Um, they play a very similar, I won't say game, but they have a very similar personality, though. Um, Tim Duncan and the Joker. Um, very unassuming. Not a flashy game. Productive. Uh, always seems to be in the right place, makes the right plays. So, I don't know. I just need to, to pump the brakes a little bit. It'll be... Interesting to see what Denver um, does next year if they're able to keep um, everybody together. Um, they do have a nice young core. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, Stan Kroenke, their, their owner, how much he's willing to, to venture into luxury tax. Um, will he go all in like Golden State did or... Um, well, we started to see a little bit of a uh, fire cell and see how much of a team they can keep around the Joker and Jamal Murray. Yeah, like, they, they really had a really good team, man. Like, we knew they were stacked. You you mentioned that, too. Um, they were one of my teams that I thought was stacked. And honestly, I just thought that the way the playoffs came out this season – in the way that everybody, it was just kind of the luck of the draw type of thing. I think, like, if you look back at how they made the playoffs, and don't get me wrong, they were pretty good. It feels like if they yeah, would have played they, other teams, they, they wouldn't have won. Yeah, they If the they order got, was different. I mean, everybody can get some luck along the way. I mean, the first Golden State championship, uh, they played a bunch of injury riddled teams. Um, I think Miami was the perfect matchup coming out of the East for him. I don't know, like, if a, if a Boston or if Philly could have got their stuff together and comes out the East. Um, the Denver, I think they still win, but I don't, I don't think it's an as in convincing fashion. Yeah, they just had the, they had the perfect, uh, I, I I think they just had the perfect path to the playoffs, and it, it really helped them out. I believe if they played a few other teams, and it wouldn't have been such an easy path. I think the Lakers, the Lakers were just a bad matchup for them. The games were pretty close, just like they were with Miami. Just the Lakers were a, a pretty bad matchup at that particular time because the Lakers went through a couple of tough series. I, I believe that if if the Denver Nuggets went against the Golden State Warriors in like the first round or second round, I believe the Warriors would beat them. I know this might, that might sound crazy. It's just well, the game well, no, and the way that it... I mean, Jamal Murray, Steph Curry, they kind of, kind of balance each other out right. Um, the Joker, I believe Looney – it's a it's a better matchup for Golden State defensively than any than like Bam on the Bayo for for Miami for example or even Anthony Davis on uh, the the Lakers right um, right Golden State's a, a lengthier team too which I, I think gives Denver issues um, 
it's very very interesting you got a bunch of former pistons they got they got rings uh, bruce brown is smith kcp got another ring and I, and I need people in Detroit. Um, I know we criticized Joe Dumars about about a lot of things, even though he put the 2004 Pistons that went to six straight Eastern Conference Finals together. Um, but a lot of people here were mad when he picked um, KCP over Trey Burke, and it, it looked like um, KCP was the right call considering he has two rings. Nice 3 and D guy, and Trey Burke is not even in the league no more, even though it pains me to say that. The only thing that, see, this is what a lot of people fail to realize, and I, I guess you can look at it through your lenses and see that as well. But for for us drafting that guy and for what we drafted him for to be the man, He's not the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth option on the team. So he's like a he's a role player. So he, you know, and I love Bruce Brown. I love Ish Smith. I love KCP. You know, they're, they're some hardworking guys. But they're, like I said, they're not, they're just role players. And, you know, to draft them to be the man and, and them to run a team and average a certain amount of points, that's just not in them. You know, it's not in them to be those type of players. Yeah, they're yeah, never just, stars. Yeah, I just, I just found it interesting that it seems like other <laughs> players go other places and they they find success, uh, even though uh, immediately after it seems like I don't know. I think the Joker still might have been celebrating in the cold tub with Jamal Murray. The Pistons announced <laughs> that they were introduced. Uh, Monty Williams as, as their new head coach the, the following day. Very interesting press conference on a couple notes. One, I've never heard a coach just come out and say, yeah, the money played a factor in me being here. thought it was refreshing. <laughs> I thought it was honest. I also chuckled a little bit. Um, and I think this is the first press conference where I've seen like, I'm used to press conferences where, like, maybe the star players come or a few players come and, and they're in the room. But the whole doggone roster minus one player was there for this introductory press conference. Um, and then you have Monty Williams basically after the press conference. I, I, I want to say he gave each one, like, the, the bro hug uh, on the so, um, just very, very interesting press conference. Um, but I was happy to hear him say, yeah, the money played a factor. I just thought that was honest and refreshing. Yeah, that was very honest and very refreshing. And I, I love to see it because the fact of the matter is, it's true. It's true. Uh, Monty Williams has no other reason to be here except for the money. Like this team is really not that good. It hasn't shown any promise at all. Um, it's still incomplete, and you got a lot of guys still trying to figure out their role, and you have guys trying to figure out they're even going to still be in the NBA. Um, so it, that was very refreshing. He had a good, fresh take on um, coming to Detroit. I did like um, his analysis on Jalen Duren. Um, I I believe Duren Duren is 
is going to be special. He's 19 years old. I think he's going to be a special kid. You know, we, we're still trying to figure things out here in Detroit. But I got a good take for you, Rodney. And I know this might sound crazy. This free agency right now consists of so many star players, man, and guys that have won championships in the past. Do you go and get a bunch of veterans since you got so much money on the payroll to be competitive and then have the young guys come along? Because if you think about the past, Rodney, look at this. You had Chris Paul start off a, a Phoenix Suns team. He was the veteran that came and was like the glue. And you had to get Devin Booker to come out his shell. And it, that, it happened even in Golden State when they had Monty Ellis. They had uh, Nate Robinson. They had uh, Steven Jackson. I mean, every team goes through this phase. So do you think the Pistons need to play in free agency and pick up two or three great players to at least get us to the playoffs until other players grow into their role? Um, I don't know. I won't say they need two or three, maybe one, maybe two. I, I believe you have a potential great core. They're young. Um, you already named one, and, and Jalen, um, two, Cade, and, and then Jaden and Ivy. I believe you try to build uh, mainly around those three and, and see what you got. Um, I wouldn't do, I mean, do you kick the tires on a Jalen Brown or, or see um, do you call the Trailblazers, see if you can get a, a Dame Lillard or um, Bradley Bill? He went off on Bradley Bill. I'm trying to make my way to Boston to pair up with Tatum. It'll be interesting to see because, um, I mean, it's 11.54 p.m. on June the 14th. This, I believe the, the Piston roster will look totally different by September 14th of this year. So, if I'm Trey Weaver, I, I got to do some willing and dealing. I believe you, you got the head coaching position right. You put some great assistance around, but you, you got to try to round out this roster. I, I believe... Um, and I don't really think, even though I said, you know, they have a good young core of three players, I don't believe you don't have – everybody is available for the right price. Maybe right, see, except Doran. Right. See, no, I, I agree with that too. But until guys grow into their role, you need to – look at Boston when Tatum and Brown, they had Kyrie Irving there. They had a couple other people there also. I mean, to take that weight off their shoulders. And then when they were able to grow into their roles, then, of course, they let Kyrie Irving go, and then they stepped up. Like, you you have players out there that are available, like Chris Middleton. You know, I, I would like to get a pair of people, a pair of players with that payroll that we have. Middleton, he's already won a championship. Is he satisfied with just that one championship and he's willing to step into a role to help people? Kyrie Irving, he's about the money. He's trying to get LeBron to come to De uh, Dallas. And, and yeah. Well, hey, Pistons, you got money. You got money, Pistons. Go get Kyrie Irving. I mean, he'll be exciting. 
You can bring him to you can bring him to uh, Little Caesars Arena. He can draw in fans. The other players can go ahead and, and grow. You know, Kyrie can score his points and average his points. We can make the playoffs. I mean, you know, build momentum. Go get some star players. Yeah, if they go get Kyrie Irving, I'm I'm not signing up for that. You say you're not. Well, what what would be what would be the setback? Because for right now, for this roster as it is, <laughs> they're not going to make the playoffs, Rodney. <laughs> Monty Williams, like he's really the star of the show. I love Cade. I love the rest of them. What place do you even put the Pistons right now, Rodney, in, in the East right now, as the roster currently is? There's what, 15 teams in the East? Mm. 13 or 14. Mm. I think they're probably a solid 15 for me. That 13 or 14 is really, a, is really a, yeah, because <laughs> I was trying to no, think, like, so, are they really better? Well, Bradley Bill is probably on his way out out of D.C., right? Right. So I I, I feel like they'll, they'll be better than Washington. Um, so, uh, yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte's a, a, it's a mess right now. So I'm anywhere from 13 to 15. See, Charlotte's a mess right now, but I believe that Charlotte's the only team that uh that that's gonna really touch uh, Bridges. I think Bridges will be back, and that uh, and then they had a lot of injuries to uh, Lamelo, and then they still have a better record than us last year, even though Lamelo was hurt and Bridges was out the whole season. That that's yeah, bad. But- we sat a lot of players trying to get <laughs> trying to get the number one pick and it didn't really work out. I mean Cave was hurt too, so um You know it's my biggest fear, Rodney. You know it's my biggest fear. My biggest fear is that the Pistons go and they play in this free agency and they get mediocre players. They go and get the Ben Gordons and Charlie Villanuevas or the Josh Smiths or the guys that average 15 points and they're hoping for potential when you have James Harden's, Kyrie's, guys that can give you 20-something, 30-something points. Yeah, they may have the ball in their hands a little more than you would like, but those guys are going to get you the points that you need, and you're not hoping and banking on potential. And then you can have the other guys come along because Cade's a dog. He's going to get his points, right? He's going to be good. Ivy's a dog. He's going to get his points. Duran's a dog. We just need that extra oomph to get us over. And if you get two guys, and if you can get a Middleton, Middleton's going to get you your points too. He's a dog. Kyrie, James Harden, we know those guys. They're MVP-type caliber guys. They're going to get you your points. I don't want to get a Josh Smith. I think that's the thing that bothers me and scares me. What do you yeah. think, Brad? Well, I'm not signing up for the, the Kyrie or James Harden experiment. Um, Doc Rivers said today what I've been saying forever, the way James Harden plays should never win. <laughs> he won't win. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, Middleton, I'm more inclined to say yes to that. Jalen Brown, I'm even more inclined to say yes to that. I'm not 
Kyrie's toxic, Harden, I don't want any parts of um, him. Yeah, no, I, I kind of uh, feel you on. I can feel you on that. Uh, you know those guys in the past, but I know Ky- I know James Harden. You call them toxic, and uh, yeah, we've seen his play and his, his letdown before. But man, he sure does hell get to the playoffs, man. And I, I just want to get to the playoffs. I haven't seen the Pistons make it to the playoffs in a while, and when they did make it to the playoffs, out in the first round, like easy swept. I think they got like a record of being swept. Um, in the playoffs, first round. Well, that's when LeBron was dominating the East. So, yeah, just I, I just don't want them to. I think they have to. It's a it's a balancing act, right? You don't want to potentially jeopardize a long term future for for short term success. Um, and yeah, Harden and Kyrie might get get us to the to the playoffs and. They might sell some tickets, but I, I don't see either one in the long term being being here that long or being beneficial. And hell, I think Kyrie Irving could be toxic for the locker room, so I don't want any parks of him. Yeah, I I, I can see that too, but I mean, you got that nice new arena and, and you you haven't smelt the playoffs with neither team with the Red Wings or the Pistons. And it's just well, real, it's about Red time. Wings make, <laughs> Red Wings will make the playoffs this year. I, I believe so too. I believe so too. I like I like what uh Eisenman's doing. They're pretty gritty. But that Pistons yeah. team, whew, they need Jesus in a pack of cigarettes, man. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Red Wings have a whole lot more capital and pieces to play with them than the Pistons do. Um, I it'll be interesting offseason. Um, I do feel like this is the offseason where Trey Reaver has to hit on just about everything he does. He can't afford afford a mistake. So we'll we'll see. Um, I did want to touch on. Did you see the Big Ten schedule for 2024? I sure did. I sure did. Mich- I, what do you- oh, no, go ahead, brother. Sorry about that. Michigan has murderless bro. 2024 did them no favors. <laughs> I'm excited about um, I'm excited about the competition. I am too. It's 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 gonna be a knockout, drag them out, um, type season. You, you're you start off. I believe one of your non-conference game is Texas. Then you're just some some highlight from the their their Big Ten schedule. Well, their two protective rivalries are Michigan State, Ohio State. Okay, so have those two then you have home versus ucla then you have a very interesting away game that i think could be actually more of a marquee game in ohio state michigan in 2024 um you have michigan traveling to usc so that's gonna be fire All those games, man, straight up slugfest, man. 
I love the Big Ten. This is what you want. You know what's crazy, Rodney, is that the Big Ten is all – and you got teams like Illinois coming along. You got other teams that's coming along. Penn State is always going to be great. You got so many good teams in the Big Ten, so every game is going to be good. I mean, besides Northwestern, Northwestern can't figure it out. But every other, every like five or six years, maybe seven, eight, nine, ten years, they figure it out, and they got a decent team. And like, I mean, I, I'm really excited about the Big Ten. The Big Ten is really good, man. They're they're good for sports. I know that they don't produce a lot of championship teams, but. They're really good for the for the for NCAA man. Like they they produce some hell of a game. Yeah. Um, did you see the SEC schedule that came out today for 2024-2025? No, I did not see the SEC schedule. Um, so I'll give you some highlights. Um, twenty twenty four, we get Georgia versus Alabama. Ooh. Okay. So, yeah, that'll be the, the only the fifth time they met in the regular season in 20 years. Then um, Texas, Oklahoma are moving to the SEC. So Texas probably got the short end of the stick. Uh, they're home against Georgia. They uh, don't play Alabama. They do have Texas A&M. Um, Ooh. It's going to be okay. murder for, for Texas. Do they still have Oklahoma? Do they still have the uh, Red River? Um, yeah, they they still do have the um, what is it? The Red River Shootout. Yeah, Red River Rivalry. Yeah, yeah, that's that's still taking place. Um, so I did think okay. it was interesting that they only reason why they probably don't play Alabama in twenty twenty four is it's already. Remember, they played Alabama last year at home, and then this year they're playing Alabama um, at Bama. So that will be very, very interesting. Yeah, they should have won that game, too, against Alabama. Alabama won that game by the skin of their teeth. Um, Yeah, I'm excited about the SEC, too, man. I didn't check out their schedule. But, yeah, now the games are everybody moving around in different divisions. Everything's getting really competitive. And the stakes are getting higher. And, and and also think about this too, Rodney. They also are opening it up for more teams to join into the playoffs. So, um, yeah, a lot of teams got more more of a chance or a crack at the title. So I, I think this would be really good. This is good for the NCAA. I love the yeah. schedule. Um, Oklahoma actually has it worse than Texas. Let me give you Oklahoma's. SEC schedule for 2024. Home at Bama, Alabama. Well, they play Alabama at home, South Carolina at home, Tennessee at home, Texas at home. Mm. None of those games are, I would say, are winnable. They're they're a (laughs) toss-up. Then you play Auburn on the road, LSU on the road, Old Miss on the road, and Missouri. Oh my! That's terrible. Like, who did this to them? <laughs> what is going on here? What? If, if there was ever a welcome to the SEC schedule, this is it. 
Oh my god, that's terrible. They're gonna get they're gonna get trounced. Like, well, who the hell came up with that shit? Yeah, that's pretty bad. No, I feel bad for them though. That's terrible, Rodney. Wow. Yeah, that's not that's not a good look for them at all. And you're right. It's it it sucks because soon as it's like, hey, welcome to the SEC. Uh, we're gonna beat the shit out of you now. And it's it's not fair. And you know what it remind me of? Remember when Nebraska Nebraska was all big and bad. And then when they joined the Big Ten, oh, man, all bad from there. I haven't seen them do anything. They haven't done anything since. Same thing with Maryland, too. Yeah. All bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah to good, good luck to Oklahoma. Um, and also, I believe they have Michigan in their non-conference schedule one of these. It's either 2024 or 2025 that they play Michigan. Yeah, they're, they're going to probably lose that one, too. Man, now you got to go ahead with these recruiting battles. See, I, I'm not worried about Michigan's schedule at all because Michigan is always going to have those four-star, three-star, four-star, and then trickle in five-stars. And then as, as long as they always win their game, and I think we have a, a stranglehold right now in Ohio State. We won the last, past couple games. Um, we're going to definitely win this next game back at the big house. I'm not worried about that. You know, we're taking all the recruits, and we got a strong we got a stronghold on everything. So we're always going to be great. I'm not worried about that at all with Michigan. Yeah, it'll be just interesting to see. Um, it would be nice. I don't think it's going to happen. Because um, you could have in 2024, J.J. McCarthy versus Kayla Williams matchup. For that USC Michigan game, but I, but I actually think both more than likely will be in an NFL draft after this season. So, but it would be nice uh, to see that um, Michigan also probably dare I say we might get Archie Manning grandson here. So um, for that. Texas Michigan matchup in twenty twenty four. Ooh, that'll be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. So it's, that'd be it's, nice. It's a lot of intrigue on, on the schedule. Okay, before we get to our top five um, greatest sports movies of all time, new music. Janelle Monae. Did you get a chance to listen? You know I listen to that album, Rodney, and I'm a huge fan. I'm yeah. a huge fan. Album is awesome. <laughs> um, at this point, uh, dare I say that? Yeah, I, that's one of the better albums to come out in 2023. Um, I think Anita Baker made more headlines than anything else this week with Babyface being removed from her <laughs> tour. Oh man, she she removed. Oh wait, did she remove Babyface and then pick up Babyface Ray? Or am I just tripping? Yes. No, I. Yeah. Why? I. So. I don't know how many people are that go to Anita. An Anita Baker concert that would want to see Babyface Ray. 
Wow. Um, I'm reading a room. It doesn't necessarily fit. <laughs> like, Ludacris opening for Jan Jackson fit better, kind of same age demographics. But Babyface, <laughs> right? Yeah, I can't I, think of somebody true. in the Nita Baker A group that can even that would even know who Babyface Ray is. Yeah, that just um, you know what? Twenty twenty three, nothing surprised me, Rodney. Nothing surprised yeah, me. Yeah, that's not a knock against Babyface Ray. I'm just saying the two audiences that they draw do not fit. Two totally different types of artists, man. And I, I when I seen it, I thought it was a joke. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. It's uh, it's nowhere near April first, so. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought somebody um might have just I don't know had an error, heard one thing, and then I I know there like I've seen people online petitioning for, uh, baby face to come back. Anita Baker, she, from what I hear, she's very prickly when it comes to stuff, so. I know some people that have that she's blocked on Twitter and other social media just for asking her a simple question. So, yeah, and and I I love Babyface too, and I think that, um, I mean, she's still a diva, man. We you know Anita Baker's yeah. still a diva, so yeah, you're gonna have to you know put up with some of her you know, her shenanigans, and you know Babyface is a legend in his own right. Now, I will yeah. say this um, about Anita Baker. She is a very big sports fan. Like, she, like if you follow her on Twitter or Instagram, like, she follows football and basketball very, very well, actually. Oh, yeah. She's a huge Pistons fan. She's a, She loves Michigan sports. I mm -hmm. give her that much. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm... <laughs> I hope her and Babyface can work this out because I I do think that would be an awesome concert to to have Babyface and Anita Baker on the same ticket. Now that's a concert I would drive to Pine Knob to see, but I'm very interested to see um, if Babyface Ray makes it the whole tour. I'm I'm really curious to know how that just came about because it just does not fit, and there's no knock against either one of them. I just I can't imagine a, a like my father or mother in their sixties sitting in a babyface rate concert. Right, and that's what I was saying. I'm like, wow. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the vibe or how this is going. I do like Babyface Ray as an artist. I think he's awesome. I don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe this will try to draw in a young crowd. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like. It's got to be a method to the madness, Ronnie. So it, maybe we don't see it right now, but maybe Anita Baker sees it or whoever's her uh, agent or, you know, maybe they see something that we don't. It's yeah, a method maybe. to this madness. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll um, chop it up to that too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just never see this came out of left field, man. I'm sorry. I'm still like in shock right now. When I seen it, I, I man, I, yeah, you're right, Rodney. I'm just gonna leave it alone because yeah, that, I'm don't understand. Don't understand. Okay, you ready to get to our um, 
top five movies of all time. Sports movies, I should say, of all time. Yeah. Oh, man, yes. I am very ready to get into Oh, wait, wait, Rodney. Before we um get into it, I know this is kind of shocking to everybody that we haven't heard or, or mentioned anything about uh, Detroit Lions. So I just... <laughs> We didn't mention anything about Detroit Lions, so don't be shocked, guys. Um, don't be shocked. Like the Lions are good, I think that they'll win a division. The yeah, I'm. I actually got some uh, topics for for our next podcast. I'm I'm patiently trying to wait for um, all the teams to wrap up um, mandatory mini camps and. Um, what are they? What does OTA stand for? Organized team activity. So, yeah, no. The, the The only news that I have is that every team in, in Minnesota right now is getting rid of everybody. I, <laughs> the last time that we we mentioned anything about football, of course, we talked about the Lions and how they're building oh, yeah, the roster. Everybody remember. Yeah, like everybody's. Everybody's disappearing from the Minnesota Vikings. Next, they're going to get rid of Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. No, I don't. I don't know what direction they're going in. Or I, I'm just confused on football right now. I think right now, the running back position is, is becoming very obsolete. Paying running backs and, a lot of money. Um, to join. Yeah. Jonathan, I don't know if you caught, caught the um, Jonathan Taylor comments. Um, today about how he felt basically the running back position was being undervalued he basically just said what you were saying but i think it was refreshing to to hear him um say that since he plays the position and you know basically he's like i'm about to do be due for a contract and y'all don't value the the position like it, it needs to be valued so well i wouldn't pay him either he had a horrible season last year he was terrible and you can can i, can I preference this for the people <laughs> go ahead brother tommy took jonathan taylor i believe <laughs> with your first round pick in the fantasy draft and jonathan taylor <laughs> crapped the bed for him the whole season he was awful, ladies and gentlemen. He was awful, and I, I will not forgive him. He does not. He, sir, sir, you do not deserve a, a contract extension. And you and the rest of these running backs, man, you guys got to realize when you overpay for these guys, you overpay for the Zeeks and everything. Look who just won the championship. The Chiefs won the championship, and the primary running back was a late draft pick. I believe the guy a was what the seventh seven round pick. Yeah, like come on, man. No, we're not. We're not doing that. They're they're not valued like they they should because they they aren't. It's a lot of young guys that's willing to step right in. If you get a really good offensive line and you put a, a decent running back back there, that's all you need to do. I think that that's what the NBA. The, I'm sorry, the NFL is doing right now. Just put a, a decent guy back there and let him just. Give him his uh, little amount of carries, and he'll be fine. Yeah, Running back to so, Diamond does. Um, yeah, I want to, um, on the next podcast, dive a little bit deeper into certain issues. Um, you, like we said, you have Minnesota getting rid of Delvin Cook. Uh, 
Buffalo seems to be having an issue for uh, Diggs. Um, your, your boy Lamar Jackson seems to be in seven heaven with OBJ. Yeah, they need. They, I still think they need another wide receiver, Rodney. Okay, yeah, uh, we can be on football forever, man. I, I, I know we need to get rid of these, uh, these movies, man. And I know, I know they've been burning up, and I've been changing my movies over and over again. <laughs> so, all right, Rodney, you want to dive on in, brother? Okay, so, um, yeah, this this is about to be tough. At five, I have King Richard. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, this is tough. Yeah, I, I believe it counts as a sports movie. Uh, it does. Hella perf- that was a hell hella of a performance movie. by um, Will Smith. Memorable. Um, Hella performance by the two actresses that played Venus and Serena growing up. Um, it kind of had everything. Feel good story, tough dad, um, inner city hood issues. So, and then I think part of the reason why I find the movie so enjoyable is we kind of grew up with Venus and Serena. They're around our same age group, so when they were breaking through on the tennis scene, I think I was in middle school when they, like eighth grade maybe or something, when they they first came to to um, the spotlight. So, wow, man, I didn't think you would pick King. King Richard is a great movie. I didn't think you would pick that movie. I, I see you coming out swinging. Wow, that's that's a hell of a pick, Rodney. I didn't think I love that movie, but I guess I didn't. It's is in my honorable mentions, but I didn't think to put it as as in my top fifteen. So yeah, I wish we could have stretched it in and made it a little bit longer. It would have definitely possibly been in my top twenty. I think King Richard is a, is a great movie, and Will Smith did a good job. It's crazy that you have Will Smith in your top five uh, with King Richard. When I have him in my top five, when I put Ali, it is right there as number five. That's why I'm looking yeah, at my list right yeah. now. I'm like, yo, I got Ali. I love King Richard, but Ali just does it for me, man. Like that's one of my favorite movies. And you had you had that in your uh, top ten. It made it in your top ten yeah, list, and I was like, yo, so I went Ali six, and I I I could have probably flipped King Richard and Ali, but back to back Will Smith movies have five and six for me. Yeah, that that's that's dope too, man. Wow, man, I you caught me with you caught me off guard with the King Richard, but I I support that. Like that's a that's a great pick. Yeah. So okay, here here is where it really gets interesting. <laughs> okay, at four, I'm going Tom Hanks. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. Whoa. Going a league of their own. Whoa, okay. Man, I have a league a league of their own is a damn good movie, man. Whoa, yeah. man. Okay. All right, Rodney. You in your bag right now. You in your bag. 
Yeah, I, I feel and like I, his age will, his age will, it's like it comes on like it's, it's still must see TV. Had an outstanding cast. Um, Rosie O'Donnell, um, Madonna was in it. Tom Hanks, of course. Yeah. You had a you had a bunch of people in that movie, man. And then um, Madonna's hit single off that used to be my playground. Like I, I mm-hmm. love that movie. I remember when it first debuted it um, um, at the movies. It it, it really it, I think it sold like a lot of tickets for that one too. It, it was a hit at the box office, and then it, it came on HBO. I think my grandmother bought the uh, the VHS for it. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> But yeah, she bought the VHS for it, and um, he was on fire around that time too. Because I think uh, Forrest Gump was out too, and it just yeah, he was on fire. Tom Hanks was on fire around that time. Yeah, and now you have the um, Amazon Prime spinoff League of Their Own, and I'm actually sad because it's only getting a four part second season. Whoa, man. You know what? I need to actually invest in that and start watching it too. I thought that it'll be. Uh... Oh, go ahead, brother. Yeah, it's got a because it's it's got a spin that um, the movie didn't didn't touch. Um, there's black people in the the spinoff. I'll just leave <laughs> it at that. So um, it it does touch on like. Um, black women trying to to break through uh, in in the league. So I know because the uh, the other one didn't have a lot of uh, people of color. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good movie though. It's still a good movie. Um, I don't know. I think like right now my uh, top five is starting to be a little different um, for my number <laughs> four. Yeah, my my number four. I have white men can't jump. Um, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, hell of a combo. Um, I remember when this movie first came out, um, it was a guy from Cheers and a guy from Passenger 57, and I didn't think that they would work together. <laughs> I didn't think they would work on, <laughs> I didn't think they would work, I didn't know what I was watching, I didn't know what was happening, but I knew when I watched this movie, I knew it was iconic. And uh, yeah, they made one hell and, of a yeah. And they, and Rosie Perez is, is in it too. Oh, get oh Rosie Perez. She actually stole the show on this one, man. Mm-hmm. I thought, um, yeah, man, a young Rosie Perez on that one, man. She stole the show on that one. I love it. Um, I still remember her going to Jeopardy. You know. <laughs> I was hoping that she yeah, would win yeah, her yeah. money and go to Jeopardy. She did it. So I, <laughs> I love it. How never can you die? Word for Q never looked so, sounded so sexy. <laughs> you ain't lying. How the hell did you get her? How the hell did you get her, Billy? <laughs> I, yeah, so it's funny because I have White Man Can't Jump at three. Oh, nice. Okay. So you you right there right with me where white men can't jump mm-hmm. at three. Yeah. So I I guess right. I can jump right to my number three then since white yeah. men can't jump was your three. All right. So at my three, and and I think I, that's why I said I don't I'm not sure if this made it, but 
I have above the rim as my number so three. That is an honorable mention for me. Oh wow, man! That it's just one of those. I think this is. I know a lot of people talk about Tupac and, and, and Juice, but I thought Tupac he played a hell of a role in this movie, man. He is it's like an arrogant drug dealer above the rim than than he was in Juice. Yeah, like a, a arrogant drug dealer, and but then when you think about the other roles that was played by some of the other people too, man, and with Bernie Mac and, and I mean man, Anthony Payne, I didn't know he can ball like that. Like I don't think back then they had stunt doubles like that, man. Like he was balling. He was balling, like that. That's a hell of a movie for me, man. And a hell of a come up story too, and. Yeah, I just think that was a man above the rim. And I know you got his honorable mention, but yeah, it, it does it for me. Whenever that movie comes on, I got to watch it. There's no other way around it. I don't care what it's on. It's on Tubi. I see it. If it flashes by Tubi, I'm like, let me check that out. If it's on, if it's on, uh, <laughs> if it's on VH1, if it's on BET, I got to watch it, man. It's above the rim, man. Yeah, so... What you got for your number two, Rodney? I do have a, a basketball movie um, at two. One of my favorite Denzel Washington roles. One of my all-time favorite movie names of all time is Jesus Shuttlesworth. Um, always wish we could have got a part two to this story. Uh... Ray Allen, I thought, did a great job um, acting in this movie. Um, you got mm -hmm. a young Rosario Dawson, too. You got a young Hill Harper as part of the cast. Phenomenal storytelling. Um, of course, I got He Got Game. Oh, man, I love that movie. I love that movie. And you know what? The only thing that's, that's better than the movie... Is the most slept on song to that that features Public Enemy and who else is who is on that? Who else is in it? Is that Willie Nelson? I, I feel bad. Whoever that is, but they they had the yeah that man that I love that fucking song, man. I was listening to it the other day, so I could be very wrong with uh, saying that was Willie Nelson. It feel like it. I, I'm not, but I just remember um, the I got game, she got game, Steven he Steels. got game, they got game, we got game. You mm. said who was it? Steven Steels. It was Steven Steels. Okay, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. That that man. I I love that soundtrack, and I thought that the movie man, the movie was awesome. I slept on it. I slept on it at first, I'm not going to lie. Um, I should have went to the movies. I remember a lot of my friends went to the movies to go see it because Denzel was tearing it up at the, the movie theater. And I was like, well, I'm just going to wait. I was being cheap. And then when that movie finally hit VHS for me, I was like, yo, I, I should have went to the movies and seen this. Like, I regret not watching it. I feel the same way with Friday at the Next. I didn't go to the movies to see Friday at the Next either. And I'm like, I should have gave them my money. Yeah, that. it's a good movie. Okay, Rodney. So for my number two, 
I would like to welcome you to the jam. Come on and jam. Welcome to the Space Jam. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> space Jam does it for me at number two. Because um, I believe I can fly. And uh, I believe I can touch the sky, Rodney. And I, Michael Jordan made me a believer. His chemistry with Bugs Bunny. And then, of course, bringing in Bill Murray to come save the day, too. And all those powers being lost by NBA stars to the all-star monsters. It's got to be Space Jam for me at number two, man. I, that's a classic, iconic movie. Um, I know LeBron tried to go ahead and uh, do his thing and, and put his spin on it, but it's nothing like the iconic Space Jam with Michael Jordan, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Um, how do you feel about Space Jam, Rodney? It's it's up there, and I, I, shoot, I completely left Space Jam off, so... Oh no, Rodney! No, Jesus! No, I was like, I was thinking maybe you would say like that's your number one, because that's like the number one sports movie when you think about it. You ask everybody, "What's your favorite sports movie?" They always say, "Oh, Space Jam." <laughs> I don't, I don't know why, but everybody, uh, a lot of, I think everybody's favorite pair of Jordans might be the Space Jam Jordans, um, in that black silhouette with the blue and. Then Bugs Bunny has his own spin on shoes too, and yeah, dang right, you forgot about Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So my number one movie is a football movie. <laughs> I, I I was gonna say I think we on the same page, so we can all give uh, Willie Bean credit where credit is due. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, no, 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 you're not. Don't play with me. You not you. What's your real number one movie? You talking about Willie Beeman? You for real? Uh, yeah, I do have any given Sunday at number one. I thought you was gonna say Water Boy. No. What? Yo, Water Boy is like the best. Like that's like one of the best sports movies of all time. That is the best sports movie of all time. What? So wait a minute, you left Waterboy off your list entirely? Yes. Are you serious? What? Yeah, yeah I, so I do enjoy Waterboy, but I don't watch it that often. I want I actually watch Happy Gilmore a lot more than I watch Waterboy. So you're trying to tell me, Rodney. <laughs> I understand, like, you know, it's your life. And yeah, you so if you watching you've watched any given Sunday more than you watch Waterboy? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. It's the camera angles. It's the <laughs> Al Pacino playing a coach. You got L O Cool J. You got Jamie Foxx. Hell, you got Lauren Taylor. You got some iconic Cameron Diaz. Yeah, it's they have a plethora of um, on that specific set too. That movie's really uh iconic and it really on that set it's famous for Jamie Foxx and L. Cool J getting into a spat. And uh with L. Cool J uh punching Jamie Foxx in the head from what we were told. Mm-hmm. That's how passionate they were about those roles and, and everything and yeah, that's that's one hell of a movie, man. Any given Sunday. 
I thought me and Rodney was going to be with the same chemistry because I never heard him mention Waterboy. But, yeah, any given Sunday, that's definitely... It's on my honorable mentions. Um, any given Sunday is a, a damn good movie. It's in my honorable mentions. But this whole list was tough in the beginning. From you know, from the beginning, it was tough. It was hard to to put all these movies because, of course, we all watch things differently. Um, the only reason why I go with Waterboy as my number one, uh, whenever you think of <laughs> when I think of uh, one liners, um, you could be with your friends and somebody can say, "Oh, Skiliodo." I know where that comes from. <laughs> or my mom, my mom, my mama said, my mom, my mama, my mama said, I know where that comes from. You, somebody says that in there anywhere. I'm like, that's water boy. You're like, <laughs> and it, I don't, I don't know. I just always, that water sucks. It really, really sucks. You know, just, it's just too many one-liners for me, man, out of that movie. And I just, it just stuck with me. Yeah. And that language, make you know, just, <laughs> all those guys that he keeps hiring for these movies, man. It, sometimes it's not just Adam Sandler; it's just those guys in the background. And then Rob Snyder, you you can do it, you know, just yelling out random shit, or or the guy that has that weird eye that's in every movie that he just puts in there, even in Little Nicky and all. Those. Hilarious, man! Hilarious. And Kathy Bates from Misery is the mother. She don't want him playing that fool's ball, Rodney. She don't. Want that just it does it for me. It's the Waterboy. How do you feel about Waterboy, Rodney, uh, as one of the top comedies? Uh, I know it didn't make your list as an honorable mention, but how do you feel about this movie? Um, I, I, I like it. It's just I don't know. There's so many Adam Sandler um, movies to to pick from, so. Yeah, it is. It's a lot, man. He he gave you so many different movies, and yeah, between uh, like you said, Happy Gilmore, and um, oh man, it's just too many. It's too many. It's too many Adam Sandler movies. If we did, I think we can probably do a top ten or fifteen list of the best Adam Sandler movies because he has so many movies, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he we, might be the comedian Denzel Washington if you think about it, man. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm trying to think of some other movies uh, that left off. Uh, I know you had the the longest yard. I didn't remember the Titans. I left off of Love, Love and Basketball, Raging Bull, Hoop Dreams. Yeah, Love and Basketball, man, I- I was kind of surprised you left that off too, because that, man, um, that, that really. I should be crying for just the Karate Kid. I left Rocky and Creed both off. The Blind Side, Rodney. The Blind Side. We said we wasn't right. gonna do uh, Rocky and Creed though, because it, we felt like it. It just those are iconic movies, iconic franchises. We just left it alone. It's like taking Star Wars out of it or the Marvel franchise when you're talking about different things. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, uh, what else? I mean, you, like you were saying, I, the Memory of the Titans, 
Um, a couple of other movies too. Um, yeah, League of Their Own for me. Um, Field of Dreams. Yeah, Field of Dreams for sure. We both left that off. Um, I left the program off. Um, what else did I leave off to? Oh, uh, Gridiron Gang. Um, Hardball with uh, Lil Wayne, all those guys, too. Keanu Reeves. Oh, Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball, which was really good, too. Um, um, concussion with Will Smith. Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, Angels in the Outfield. Man, I like the Six Man, too, man. I thought that movie, that's, that's like a hood comedy, though, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kadeen, uh, yeah. Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Rookie of the Year was really good, too. Did you Mr. not have did we not have like Mike on there either? Nope. Yeah, um, man, like Mr. Baseball with Tom Celtic. Yeah. By the way, uh Tom is a huge uh myself, huge Tom Selleck fan. That's Mr. Magnum PI. Uh yeah. He's actually from the Detroit area. Yeah, man. Love me some Tom Selleck, man. Okay, so um, catch us later on this week so we can talk some football, get you caught up on the Willington Dillings in the NFL. Um, and I guess we'll start breaking on our top 10 Adam Sandler movies of all time. Okay, so I am going to be going to San Diego. So mm. I will be recording with Rodney from San Diego. So, yeah. I'll be Lucky giving you man. I'll be giving you a different report. <laughs> oh man. I'll still be here, but <laughs> I'll be here in spirit, Rodney. I'll be here in spirit. So we'll catch y'all on the B side. Peace.